community, our hometown. This is Carney Live on 102.7 FM, our hometown radio station. Carney Live is presented by Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney, 816-628-6666. And now here's the hosts of Carney Live, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. Thank you. Thank you. That's our studio audience. Love those people. They show up every week. I don't know why we don't give them anything. And I don't know what's so interesting about this, Jim. Do you? I do not. It's Carney Live. That's what it is. And we are live. 102.7 FM. We do this every week on Wednesday. I look forward to it. We've got a great guest in with us today. Uh, and he's going to be on with us in just shortly. That's Pete Ullman. And Pete is the Clinton County Republican Sheriff candidate. Uh, for yeah, for Clinton County, I just said that, and uh, we've had a chance to visit with him, get to know him here off the air, and uh, it's going to be a good show, I promise you. Uh, Jim, uh, there's a lot of things that are going on in the city now because guess what? You're darn right, we're open, and so are everyone else. I mean, it has been terrific seeing the stores open. It's been great being able to sit down in a restaurant. Where have we been recently? We've been over at Stables, and hasn't it been nice to be able to sit down at a table? and have a cool beverage and something that's probably not that healthy to eat, even though they do have healthy items on the menu. They right? do? <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. But <laughs> exactly right. If uh, you say so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm, okay. Well, I'm going to say the, uh, the pretzel bites. Um, try them. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, yep. <laughs> but are, the, are the pretzel bites really that healthy? Uh, well, the, I che- mean, the I cheese dip, I I'm just them. saying, you can make your own judgment, I'm just going to say. but I, uh, Actually, I'm going to make a recommendation. If you go over to Stables and you have the uh, Pizza Bites, have the ranch. Pre- pretzel Bites. Yeah. What did I say? Pizza pretzel, Bites. Yep, yep. Pizza uh, Bites sounds pretty good, yeah, too. Uh, maybe they should have Pizza <laughs> Bites. But, uh, yeah, have ranch dressing. No doubt. Oh, we discovered that by thing. accident. So It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Well, uh, and the reason I bring that up is uh, 102.7 FM uh, is uh, a terrific place uh, for any business to to come on board as a sponsor. And the reason I say that is you're getting more than just a radio spot. Uh, we spread your message all over social media. I mean, on every platform we have. And when you've run a, a spot on our Facebook page, uh, all of that uh, stays on there forever. So uh, it stays on our page forever. We repost them up on YouTube. Uh, you are getting constant 24-7 notif- notification to all of your audience. And guess what? The people of Kearney, your audience, they're already listening to this radio station. So they're all, they're, they all go to the Facebook page. That's where our audience is. I would encourage you, as, as stores are opening up, as, as, as people are coming out and wanting to spend their money, get out of the house, and spend that money. A lot of those government checks, hey, you know what? That was extra money. They want to spend that money. So uh, consider, all you business owners, consider uh, getting on this radio station, and uh, it's just a great, great opportunity for you. Yeah, Jim? and so to tag along with that, a lot of people, um, we have, uh, we we do pretty much what everybody wants us to do. Uh, so one of the things we were asked to do is to provide news coverage that was a little more in-depth. So we've done that. You can go to our website on the left side of the screen. You'll notice uh, all the news stories uh, we cover, and we are expanding our news stories. 
One of the stories you're going to see, sadly, is that the uh, Jesse James Festival this year has been canceled. Not too happy about that. I understand why they're doing it. We are in phase two, step two of the reopening process. So a lot of places are starting to reopen. But the one thing, um, you know, in all defense of the uh, folks that organize the Jesse James Festival over there, you know, trying to get everything scheduled and hoping that there isn't some sort of uh, change of the you know, the requirements or what's allowed and all that could really affect that uh, festival. So as much as we all wanted it to happen, the Jesse James Festival will not happen. You can get more information on our website, uh, 1027com and in the news section, you can look that up. The other thing that I'm very displeased with, just going to throw that out there, is it looks like at this point there will be no Major League Baseball. Um, Very sad. Our sports reporter, Jackson uh, Ogden, is looking up, and he's going to do a follow-up story on that. I know he's working on it right now, and we'll get more information. That is changing day by day, but right now it looks like there will be no baseball. My thought on that is this, and I'm sure Jackson is going to mention it because we talked about it, even though he wasn't quite old enough. But for those of you, most of the players don't remember the strike. The strike years. Yeah, yeah. The, the guys that are playing now weren't around when that happened. And the amount of time that it took Major League Baseball to recover from that was not good. And now, uh, within baseball and everything else, you have more options than you did back then. And so you've got things like the T-bones and whatnot. And so not a good move, fellas. That's all I'm going to say I, I about that. I would agree, that. yeah. It's uh, most unfortunate. I, I say uh, bring on football. Let's make it happen. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, and then uh, <laughs> it's going to be issues there, too. But we'll leave that to when football gets there. However, the last we've heard, and we are actually going to be talking to Coach Gray on Friday. We have a special program on Friday at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about Carney Bulldog football. And as it stands right now, if you missed Jackson's report, you can find it on the website. Well done, sir. And uh, there's a story about Carney football. But it looks like as we sit here right now, there will be Carney football. And I'm telling you, there better be Carney football. <laughs> Or I'm going to lose it. Oh, I think a room full of people sitting right here feel the same way, Jim. Uh, I, I appreciate that report, uh, and it, it's going to be fun having Coach Gray in here. I know he did a, a, a really kind of a, a neat job, I think, of, of coaching the kids during the COVID uh, stay-at-home. And uh, he got on Facebook every day. He and, was on Twitter, too. Uh, yeah. And, just, and, and gave, you know what? He made me feel bad. Because, <laughs> because you weren't working out. Yeah, he'd go, Good I can't do his voice. Hang on, let me see if I can do his voice. Good morning, Bulldogs. That's it. You got to get up, do whatever you're going to do, and get out and go be a better you. And the problem was I'm sitting there with my coffee and then my <laughs> In your pajamas. pajamas I know, sitting there I was staring too, at yep, the computer. Yep, yeah. Couldn't feel any more insignificant or worse about myself than I already did. This is why we don't play. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, and, you know, he'd do his little thing and he'd be oh, like, man. so get up and get going. That's probably, and you know what I did? 
I clicked that video right off. I, I will say this. That has to be the best Coach Gray imitation that I've heard. I that's, hope that's he thinks, Yep, yep. Well done. I hope well uh, done. when he comes in on Friday, he thinks so. Or We'll see. It, it could uh, not go uh, well for I, me. He's listening. I'm sure he's laughing right now. Sure I hope so. Yep. Uh, how, is, about, is that going to wrap you up, Jim? Are you, any, do, you, do you want me to say more? Uh, if you'd like, I'd like to get uh, Pete on here. I think okay. Pete, Pete was I'm squirming done. a minute ago. I saw, I saw yeah. that. No, I'm done. Let's get him on. Pete Ullman, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Later. See, a live audience. Uh, how long has it been since you've had a round of applause? A while. <laughs> I know. We carry that around with us. I love that. Uh, let us know a little bit about your background. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, uh, talk about, you said you went to high school in Iowa. Let's start there and, and kind of bring us up to where you are right now. As you said, I grew up in uh, northern Iowa. I was raised on a uh, hog farm and row crop farm. After high school, I joined the Marine Corps. My parents tried to lose me because they moved a couple of times, but I found them. <laughs> Don't feel bad. It happened to me, too. <laughs> but they ended up moving to Excelsior Springs. <laughs> Not bad. Which Not is bad. how I got relocated, because when I got out of the Marine Corps, I moved out this way. I see. Okay. So I went to work for Clay County Sheriff's Department for a while. Then I was with the Highway Patrol for several years. Moved on to Chillicothe Police Department and Excelsior Springs Police Department. During that time frame, I've been with the DEA Task Force. I spent 10 years with DEA Task Force, and I spent one year with Metro Meth Task Force. Let's go back just a little bit. Um, and uh, one of the things that uh, you brought up, and I always liked the guys that did the military service, what did you do in the Marines? Basically trained grunt. Nice. Not bad. Uh, and you, and I know you obviously, you had choices when you graduated from high school. And you obviously made the choice to go into the United States military. But you also made a very specific choice to go into the Marine Corps. Tell me about that decision. I've always been involved in, uh, like, uh, exercise and self-defense. And I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to do the best that I could. When I was 12 or 13, we went and visited my brother-in-law who was in the Navy and at that time, when we were going on base, I seen a Marine standing at the front gate. And I said, who is that? And my brother-in-law says, oh, that's a Marine. You don't want to do that. <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> I went home, looked at the encyclopedias, and read up about it. And so I wanted to join the Marine Corps since about the age of 12 or 13. Also been involved in martial arts since I was about 12. So it's just kind of followed suit. Right. Um, and then it's interesting, too, uh, on your uh publicity sheet here that you've also been in the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Yes. Now, as we spoke off the air, we talked about some parallels between Marine Corps basic training and the basic training for the Highway Patrol, which I think are, are what I would call an elite law enforcement group. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about those those parallels from and, and how you were a little more prepared in, in being in, in the Marine Corps. Well, in the service, there's a few things called mind games. And the and some of the instructors were prior Marines that taught at the Highway Patrol also. So they would play some mind games with us to prepare us for the difficulties that we were going to have out on the road. Whether it be if you're supposed to get off at 5 o'clock and you come across a traffic accident and you're going to be busy for the next 6 or 7 hours. Sure. So several individuals were not from or didn't have a military background, so they were trying to help prepare them. One instance, we were supposed to get off at about 5 o'clock on a Friday. 
and we have to go through an inspection before we could leave the academy. Well, there was things wrong with the inspection that we didn't, that we failed. And they kept making us do them over and over. And after about uh, two or three times, several of the other individuals that didn't have military background were getting very frustrated. So right. I called a meeting and explained to everybody, this is a mind game. They're trying to prepare us. You're just going to have to get over it. So they may know, they know the time that we're going to get out of here. It might be 1 o'clock in the morning. It might right. be 6 a.m. the next morning. So what you have to do is just get it in your head that it's over when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Great story, though. Yeah, but it's funny you bring that up because you kind of forget about it. So as many people know, I have a little bit of a law enforcement background myself. But the funny thing was when I uh, left that and then went back to the civilian world, as we'll call it, uh, when five o'clock hit, it was hilarious because you get into an office environment and five o'clock hit, don't get in front of the door. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, <laughs> and everybody's leaving. And I was so unused to that because, uh, you know, on a police department shift, if you get off at 11 o'clock or three o'clock or whenever it is you get off, that's kind of a target guideline. The chances of hitting it are 50 50 at best. <laughs> On a good day. And you just, but it it was funny because people who had never, it's interesting you bring that up because people who'd never been exposed to that, um, you know, when they're supposed to get off at five o'clock and if something goes awry and they get off at 502, they lose it. Yes. I mean, it's just like the end of the world. And to me, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. So uh, let's, let's kind of follow slightly chronologically if we can, Pete, you've got, uh, so you, you went into law enforcement straight out of the Marine Corps. And, and is that when you went to the Missouri State Highway Patrol then? Or? No, no uh, what happened was... Oh, you're with the Sheriff's Department. Yes. Right, right. Okay. I'd been out of the Marine Corps, oh, a few months. Uh-huh. And I was looking to get into law enforcement. And a friend of mine told me about Clay County, that Clay County was hiring. Mm-hmm. So I go down to Clay County and I go to the receptionist's office. And there's a gentleman standing there in a dress shirt and a gun on his hip. So we talk, we probably talk for about 15, 20 minutes, and they give me an application, tell me to fill it out. So I bring it back, oh, a week or two later. And then about a week after that, I get a phone call from HR, and they say, come on in, we'll get your paperwork processed, and we'll get you hired. It's like, okay. So I get in there, and the HR lady says, so how do you know the sheriff? I said, I don't even know who the sheriff is. She goes, you don't know who the sheriff is? I was like, no. So she kind of scratches her head, and I tell the story about meeting this, this detective. Right. And uh, she reaches down and grabs his pamphlet, and there's a picture on it. She says, is this the detective that you met? I was like, yes. And she goes, that's the sheriff. <laughs> oh, man, that's and I was awesome. like, oh, I had no idea who it was. Yeah. And that that's kind of why I got involved in uh, wanting to be the sheriff, because to him it wasn't about position or status. It was about the people. He could have told me he was a sheriff, yeah. but that was not his focus. Yeah, very good. That, that's an awesome story. Who was the sheriff back then? Jack Coram. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that yeah, name. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Outstanding. Um, I, I mean, as I as I look at this, then you've got this amazing career in narcotics too. I mean, we're talking about you've worked in narcotics what for twenty years, sixteen of which were undercover. Yes. Uh, good heavens! I, I mean, what kind of pressure is that, and why on earth would a guy? decide this is the place for me (laughs) it started out as i was doing a lot of drug interdiction 
on I-35 and up in Clinton County, actually. And I actually got awarded as one of the top 10 drug interdictors in the state back in 1996. Well, the drug unit had approached me and they says, are you interested in doing undercover? And I was like, "Mm, not really. And they said, just try it. They said, try it for 90 days. If you don't like it, you can go back to doing this. It's like, okay. So I tried it and that's all she wrote. And from the standpoint of uh, that's all she wrote, I mean, what, what was it? What is, what is the thrill in, in the undercover? Yeah. The, the adrenaline dump that you get knowing that, that you've basically bought drugs off of somebody for that's doing something illegal. And now you're going to, uh, arrest them and stop them from spreading that poison yeah. and ruining someone else's life. Yeah. That's the adrenaline dump. Right. Wow. And we are talking to Pete Ullman. He is running for the Clinton County Sheriff. And we're going to talk a little more about that. And we're going to ask the all-important question, why would anybody <laughs> want to run for sheriff, especially with what's going on today? We'll kind of broach that subject when we come back. You're watching Carney Live. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Programming heard on KPGZ is being underwritten by these local businesses. Simplify your banking, simplify your life. It's easy with Kearney Trust Company. The world has become fast-paced, and we understand that you are busy. That's why we offer a banking experience that's as simple and stress-free as can be. Carney Trust goes beyond convenient locations and good customer care to offer banking services that make managing your finances quicker and easier than ever before. Online, bill pay, e-statements, and mobile banking are available to give you a positive banking experience so you can get back to your life and activities. Carney Trust also provides capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work on that dream. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Carney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Carney Live. I'm your host, Mike Davis, along with my good friend, Jim Dickerson, and producer engineer, Brian Watts, who does this in just the most 
with the most dexterity you could ever hope to imagine. He just pushes those levers up and down and up and down and just does a tremendous job, covers all our mistakes, and there are a ton of them. Uh, Pete, I am so glad you're here with us. You are the Clinton County candidate for uh, sheriff and uh, having all of this background in uh, law enforcement and very specifically we were talking about your work as an undercover agent and uh, I also see there was a story here uh, that the DEA referred you to the U.S. Postal Inspectors where you guys teamed up on a very large case. You want to talk about that case? Sure. This was several years ago and the Postal Inspectors got some steroids. At that time, I was the regional expert on steroids, and they referred me to help him. So we went over there, and this was about a year and a half, two-year-long case. So we started working on the case together because I knew the drug side, and he knew the, the postal side and a lot of the other financial part. And we started working together. It originated out of Weston, Missouri. Uh, so long story short, it ended up being around two million I did the quantitative on it so the total sales was a little over two million dollars around 200 or 2.5 million dollars so once we got everything uh, taken care of we seized I think there was 70 or eighty thousand dollars in cash a house and some other things but he had done several sales through the internet he was getting raw ingredients from China and the Ukraine so it was a quite entailed case. Yeah, uh, and, and you think about that. We just had an, air, an aircraft fly over. It just seems so strange. That doesn't happen that often, and we heard it right here through our headsets. I, I realized that. And that's not a normal aircraft. No, it's yeah, not. Like I mean, it, or sound, or it sounded like the Blue Angels or something. But uh, So if just, we're under attack and we go off the air, then, then well, you know. In any case, let's get back to Pete. We're visiting with Pete Ullman. He's the Republican candidate for Clinton County Sheriff, and uh, – I, I mean, I, I recognize, and I could listen to your stories forever, and I'd love to be able to spend a, a, an entire hour or more on them. Uh, but I know we, you're, you're here, and, and, and we want to give you some publicity on, on getting you know, to, into the sheriff's office and, and help you along. Uh, talk to me about some of your, uh, I, I guess, personal reasons why uh, you felt like this is, is a place for you. First off, I, I've lived in Clinton County for several years. Uh, I've just recently moved back. I lived there for 13 years, and I've moved back here a couple of years ago because I actually love Clinton County. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's home to me because that's where I spent so much time. So I want to do the best I can to provide a service to the citizens and protect what I, I dearly love. Well, and, it's home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. So with that being said, I think the best position that I could be would be sheriff and pass on some of that experience to the other officers. I also teach at the, one of the police academies, so I'd be able to t uh, teach the officers. I'd be able to help them through difficult situations because, unfortunately, we we all have to deal with that in law enforcement. Um, I, so let's talk about Clinton County. How big of a county is it? And what, what are some of the things with the uh, – sheriff's department that you'd like to you'd like to work on like things that you know a lot a lot of times when you go into a position like that you're like we can do better at this clinton county is roughly around 450 square miles and so it covers cameron lathrop plattsburgh gower trimble uh not terms yeah tourney those uh, right. cities so what i would like to do for myself is 
and for the citizens. I want it accountable. I want accountability. I want visibility, professionalism, and transparency. That way the uh, citizens feel that, they're, that I'm approachable, that the officers are approachable, and we're integrated into the community. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously, I mean, I think of these guys that particularly you've been on the state highway patrol, and, you know, I've been stopped by a state trooper before. I mean, you know, your foot gets a little heavy. and um, But you really get this sense of, of professionalism that comes from these guys. I mean, frankly, any law enforcement officer that's uh, that I've been engaged with <laughs> for a traffic reason or two, uh, you, you just see this. Um, there, there's such an aura of professionalism, and and that the training that's involved in being prepared for a, a stop in which anything can happen. You know. Yes. The, the minute you walk up to that automobile. Yeah, you don't know what you're walking up to. You don't know whether they're speeding because they're having, yeah. they're trying to get to work, or you don't know if they're speeding because they just shot and killed somebody. Right. And, and so I, I guess the, the, the thing that I would ask as, as a civilian is, uh, how do you manage to, to keep that uh, professional point of view and, and still be prepared for anything that could possibly happen? A lot of that's training. And I've been a trainer at the academy for 10 years so i also teach defensive tactics down there i teach the drug classes but mm-hmm. but training is a, a big key because you will react the way you train right uh and, and i think look we know it we see it in the news P- people are going to get nasty with you people are going to say nasty things they're not going to appreciate your training or your background or where you've been or where you came from right. or the fact that you're really just another citizen of clinton county <laughs> and you know to them you're you're somebody to despise. Uh, w- what part of your training uh, allows it helps you to stand in front of somebody and let them just insult you on and on? How's that work? Officers have to remember that it's not personal. It's against the uniform and not them personally. They don't mm-hmm. know them personally. Right. So they have to disconnect that personality or that uh, ego, yes. if you will. Yes. However, I can tell you that <laughs> if you're trying to get out of a ticket, yeah. Doing what you're talking about isn't right. going to help the situation. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. It might get yeah. you a few more. I could well imagine. You sure. Can, you yeah. can pile them up. That's called leverage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's called just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you've had an opportunity, I guess, to talk to some of the people around uh, during your campaigning then, yes. I would imagine. And uh, what are some of the things that you're hearing? I mean, is there anything that you consistently hear time over time as you're talking to the citizens around some of these different towns you mentioned? For me, that, that they like that I'm approachable. Oh, okay, yeah. They like that I'm approachable, I'm real personable. Uh, I like getting out and visiting with them. Mm-hmm. My kids graduated from, or my kids went to school up there, uh-huh. so a lot of them know me. I right. haven't seen several of them in a few years, so I got to re- get reacquainted with them, yeah, which is real yeah. good. yeah. Uh, and and so are, are you going door to door or what's your what's I've your done a few mm-hmm. but with the corona epidemic oh yeah going of on, course yeah, yeah. I don't want to offend anybody right. or put anybody on edge if you if, if you had come to minor Jim's house you would have we would have shown up in our pajamas and so that would have been an uncomfortable spot for us <laughs> for sure no doubt about that not for me <laughs> it's just it's your regular clothing yeah I'm you got them on right now I know it. I can yeah. see that right. Right now, I'm not wearing pants. Oh, here we go. That's not bad. Giant Brian just shook his head. That was pretty good, though. See, we needed a little. We need a little levity here. 
Um, awards and commendations uh, are, include uh, a platoon honorman, and that was from your military background. And uh, tell me about what that means, platoon honorman. They elect a guy, or they don't elect, they appoint a guide, and mm-hmm. the guide is basically the sergeant in charge of the whole platoon. So I'm responsible for the platoon, make sure they get to where they need to be on time, make sure um, they do what they're supposed to do. I help train some of the other guys. If, if the ones that weren't as proficient in certain things, I would help them. And this is when you were just a, a raw recruit then with the Marine Corps, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So I was the liaison between the drill instructors and the platoon. So right. I was responsible for the platoon. And if you do a good job and you remain guide, because if you don't, they fire you and they put somebody else in there, oh then you basically graduate as honor man. And yeah. there's, in my platoon, there was around 70 men. And so I was the guide for 70 minutes. So what that tells me is uh, you have leadership skills. Uh, and I, I think, you know, le- leadership is earned, obviously. You, yes. You're, you're not appointed just because you're showing up. Right. Uh, so the, clearly the, the drill instructor, the folks in charge, saw that you had some talent. Uh, I'm going to just ask you to just sort of put your humility aside. Uh, talk to me a little bit about... Uh, where, where did your leadership skills come from? And when did you, let me ask you this then, at what, how old were you when you thought, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of, when did you start noticing you, the, the cream rises, that you were kind of in charge, even if in a group of friends, that you were the guy that people looked up to? When did you start sort of sensing that, that leadership? Yeah, I, I didn't look at it as uh, <clears throat> I was better than anybody else. Yeah. What happened was the drill instructor this is probably about the second, maybe third week of boot camp. He called me into his office, uh, the hut, and he says, we noticed that you are hardly ever in trouble as far as you're always able to do everything that, that we ask of you. And you're always helping out the other recruits. You're going to be guide. And I was like, Oh, Okay, so so you you it wasn't a, the sort of thing. I mean, you said out of this is out of seventy others, seventy yes. other recruits. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They just and, called me in and they says because we've noticed this, you're going to be guide. Yeah, and yeah. And I was guide from that point on. Well, well, clearly the, though that was a leadership exercise for you to build on, and you've you've done that obviously throughout your career. Um, how do you translate those skills then into the sheriff's department? The nice thing about the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps they say, or they train leaders. That's, mm-hmm. that's their acronym is we don't train followers, we train leaders. Yeah. But you've got to be a good follower to be a good leader also. And uh, there's a lot of material and things that they want you to learn. I went through NCO school, combat squad leader school, things like that in the Marine Corps. So leadership is heavily ingrained in the Marine Corps. And I just took everything that, that they taught me to heart. So when I got out, I just continued to do that. And that's served its purpose. And it's helped me all throughout my law enforcement career. So as sheriff, I think I can continue that and uh, help the, the department itself mm-hmm. and help those in the department. Mm-hmm. For those people who are not uh, really familiar with Clinton County, what, what's, the, what's the makeup or what's the relationship between the sheriff's department and then the leaders of the, the county? Such as like the commissioner? Correct, yeah. <clears throat> Because that's that right now, and a lot of people are concerned about this from where they live, the relationship between the police departments and the city leaders, be it a commission or city council or whatever, is is very important. 
Right. So what what's what's that set up like over in Clinton County? I'm not heavily involved in that up there right at the moment, but from my understanding, the this is the way I like to look at it. The sheriff's department is basically the big brother protector of of his brothers and sisters in the in the county. So all the residents, the sheriff's department is basically the protector of them. They're trying to make sure that they don't get uh, the crimes don't happen. If the crimes do happen, that their the individuals are caught and held accountable. So the if you will, the commissioners would be like the parents, and they kind of control the purse, if you will. Mm-hmm things to that nature. So it, they all have their places and they all need to work correctly for everything to function smoothly. And then how many, uh, how many, how many sheriff's uh, officers are there on the department there? That I'm not sure of. Um, I've heard there's around 10 or 12, but I don't know for, for fact. Okay. Uh, and and they, that's based on population, right? They, they hire the number, a certain number on population? Or how? Generally, it's uh, like one officer per thousand. I see. Wow, Gen- that's generally, just, but seems understaffed. Yeah. yeah. Just a yeah. smidge right there. Oh, mercy. Yeah. But I don't think, I think most departments now are understaffed. Yeah, well, we've, obviously, we, we've, I, hey, you know, I'm looking here, <laughs> Pete, you've got, this is your resume on uh, oldmanforsheriff.com. And folks, uh, this guy, you have done some stuff. You were elected class commander of your Highway Patrol Academy yes. uh, by the other 59 officers. You were awarded the top 10 drug interdictors in 1996, State of Missouri, Meritorious Service Award 2016 from ESPD, which be, would be the Excelsior Springs Police Department, I'm going to gather. Yes. And two certificates of appreciation 2007 and 2015 from Midwest HIDTA. What is that? High intensity drug trafficking area. There you go. Mercy. And I could go on. I mean, this is a list of uh, of a professional law enforcement individual who has done some amazing things. I don't know how you might be overqualified. Did that ever occur to you? I, I don't look at it as overqualified. <laughs> well, just a lot of experience. Uh, certainly, uh, some very a very impressive resume. Um, as you're looking back through um, your your law enforcement career of uh, some twenty or thirty years, actually now, yes, you don't look old enough for them to, to have been in thirty years. Uh, what what kind of stands out when you when you you reflect back on it? Are there are there certain things, or was it a particular case? Are there things that you you sort of reflect back on and say, "Wow, that was intense," or "That was wonderful," or what What are the things that stand out? <sighs> Too, too many to mention. I, I've never really thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good question. I guess it's it, tough, tough to say. Yeah, tough to say. Uh, well, the, I, I mean, I guess when when I think about it, there there's got to be things that you that give you, you you go home and you say that's why I went into law enforcement. You, you, it's one of those days that you leave when hopefully you're not saying I don't know why I ever chose this profession <laughs> or that was a horrible thing to have to witness or so on and so forth. I mean, think about what were those days when you did say, man, oh, man. I, one, I, I, one example would be like the uh, the case that I worked with, the postal inspector. Yeah. Because we ended up going at the gentleman that he started it before he came to the Kansas City area. He had actually started the uh, illegal steroid sales out in Utah. Yeah. And then he ended up here, and then he went to North Carolina. During the process, some of the individuals that were making the steroids for him. Now, you got to remember, these people are not rocket scientists. Okay. <laughs> 
Yes. So they're making it's a little, little ironic when you think about it. But they're yeah. making stuff like this in yeah. like bathtubs and oh, sinks and things of that man. nature. You're hoping that they cleaned them. If they did clean them, did they wait long enough for the chemicals to evaporate that they cleaned it with before they put it in? Because these people mm-hmm. are injecting it into their bodies. Right. So there was a heroin overdose because one of the guys that was making it was a heroin addict. So there was three or four of them. So he he overdosed and died. So trying to stop that and prevent uh, some of these young kids and other individuals from injecting this poison because it's not pharmaceutically controlled. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you don't know if you what you're getting. I, which I think is, a, you know, that's fair, <clears throat> fair warning to anybody that, that makes a decision to to start taking the, these substances. Right. That, as you point out, these, these are not rocket scientists. They're, they haven't even gone to... Uh, some Pharma- of them, yeah, pharmacy school. Yeah. Some of them have even graduated high school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, have mercy. I mean, seriously, it, it makes you wonder how people get involved. Uh, wanted to let people know we are visiting with Pete Ullman. He is the Clinton County Sheriff candidate, and uh, he's going to be with us here for another few minutes. we got to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carney Live. Without the support of community underwriters, we wouldn't be here. So a huge thanks to these particular businesses for supporting KPGZ. Simplify your banking, simplify your life. It's easy with Kearney Trust Company. The world has become fast-paced, and we understand that you are busy. That's why we offer a banking experience that's as simple and stress-free as can be. Carney Trust goes beyond convenient locations and good customer care to offer banking services that make managing your finances quicker and easier than ever before. Online, bill pay, e-statements, and mobile banking are available to give you a positive banking experience so you can get back to your life and activities. Carney Trust also provides capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work on that dream. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Carney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Carney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Carney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Carney Live. We've got Pete Olman in studio with us today. He's running for sheriff 
in Clinton County. And uh, you mentioned a few cities. And mention those cities again that are in Clinton County that we all are familiar with. Cameron, Lathrop, Plattsburgh, Gower, Turney, Trimble. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that it covers, you you said 400 and some odd square miles. Approximately 400 square miles. That just seems like that's the size of a state. Well, there are states that are that size here in in our beautiful country. Uh, and it just it seems like when you think about it, no, it just can't be that that going clear up to Cameron. Yes, which really is, uh, you know, part of, part of the, and because Clinton County is uh, where where is the borderline between Clay and Clinton? Uh, it is just north of Carney here, probably I'm guessing three four miles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, that's where you are. Yeah, and, you and basically just, Holt is split in half by Clinton and Clay. Oh, I was not aware of that. Okay, well there you go. Wow, wow. Yeah, and I forgot, I forgot about Holt, so I'm, yeah. my apologies. We, we, oh no, we love the people of Holt. You bet, and we love Betty's in Holt too. By the way, yeah. get up to Betty's on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, Again, so many uh, different things you've been involved in uh, in law enforcement. You're with the Excelsior Springs Police Department right now. Uh, what's going on in the city of Excelsior Springs? And uh, is everybody saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're pulling for you? Or they, they say, no, don't go. I've got a lot of support. Yeah? They're, yeah? Yeah. Oh, tell, yeah. Us, tell us about that. Well, you know, Bob. People uh, that, I, I mean, what are they well. saying? What are people saying? Just we, we're, we're glad you're doing this. So there, there's nobody that's saying, please stay because we're glad you're leaving or anything like that. I think uh, <laughs> several of them would like to see me go. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> I doubt <that>. no, <laughs> Highly they, doubt it. Yeah. They, they, uh, I've got a lot of support up there. They're, they're good to me. Right. And they're very good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny then, I, I guess when I, I hear about the sheriff's office a sheriff department versus uh city police department uh what are for those of us who just don't get it or have never been around it, what's kind of the difference the it, fundamental- it's mainly jurisdictional mm-hmm. where like at excelsior springs you're just in, within city limits of excelsior springs where yeah. the county encompasses like clay county encompasses uh excelsior springs for the most part mm-hmm. so the jurisdiction just goes farther right and both agencies work together very well yeah, and how does that happen typically? When when would you, as a sheriff, run into somebody in a, in a local police department? What 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 kind? It of might case? be uh, a car chase. I it, see. It could be we have an individual that say we've recovered a car that was in Excelsior Springs, mm-hmm. and then uh, the individual lives out in the county, right. and we want to go talk to the individual. We call the county to come assist us. Right. So one of the things we do here is we try to hit the hard-hitting questions and the very important things and i know there are a lot of people that were devastated when in excelsior springs daylight donuts closed um you know what happened i do not what is the matter with you daylight donuts that is crucial news you're you're talking about to a a law enforcement officer and you mentioned a donut store jim i'm I'm, I'm ashamed of you i loved daylight donuts and i when i drove by there i was devastated it says something about your law enforcement career jim i have to admit i like donuts i was gonna say i like donuts (laughs) but i yeah they were closed and i i didn't i didn't know i've not now having said that Slavinsky's here in Kearney. No doubt about that. Is second to none. So See, little we, shout out to them over there. Yeah, no... they, they saved the day because if it wasn't for Slavinsky's over there, <laughs> I, I would still be crushed, but I'm okay. So anybody in Excelsior who's looking for donuts, you can go to Slavinsky's. Slavinsky's. Right here in Kearney, Missouri. Yeah, That's we, all I've we got like to say about that. <laughs> we like yeah, Slavinsky's indeed. a lot. There you go. Do you guys come all the way over here to get Slavinsky's? periodically 
Nicely done. Yep, yep. Just I like, like that. it. I it's, like it a lot. Oh, I'm glad it's here in Kearney as opposed to Excelsior, or I would have a serious weight problem. Oh, man. Well, speaking of that, you, you don't appear to have any weight problem. You don't appear. And it says here that you uh, you are involved still in martial arts. Yes. So, obviously, that's uh, – talk about that a little bit. What what? I started training in martial arts from an individual by the name of Sonny Ono. Have you all ever watched any professional wrestling? Uh, not since the that 60s name, when that, I was growing up. Yeah, so. Handsome Harley Race. Right, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I had an encounter with Handsome Harley Race when I was on the department in Kansas City, and we'll leave it at that. But um, well, Sonny Ono used but to I be remember a, the name. He used to be a manager for some of the pro wrestlers, but back in the 70s, he was one of the top martial artists in the nation, and that was my initial martial arts instructor. And then when I got in the Marine Corps, I studied from several individuals, and I've been over in Excelsior at the uh, Tiger Dragon Karate Club. I've studied for uh, for several years, and I've also gotten my black belt in Rute. And Sonny wasn't related to Yoko, was no. he? No, okay. not to my knowledge. Just checking. Yeah, I saw that. Just comment. checking my I history. I know. I want, I'm, I'm glad you hit it, Jim, because I sure wanted right. to. Yep, <laughs> yep. Very good. Uh, and so, obviously, you're. how often do you train to stay current in, in the martial arts? Uh, I'm not as active as i would like to be uh-huh. but i tried to do something at least once or twice a week not bad not bad are there are there so there's a lot i know there's a lot of like defense tactics you can do and yes. so can you come over here and <laughs> demonstrate yeah with mike not <laughs> with me he could, and i just i want to see you get, he, he could knock me out with his with one finger i kind of want to see that yeah no not on, okay. I, I will not be the subject of that but i just uh, wanted to I, i'm going to go out. ahead and say yeah that you could probably make that happen yeah especially from being in the marine corps and and uh they teach you those things at uh in highway patrol training as well yeah the, the from the marine corps to law enforcement uh-huh. two different objectives okay so uh marine corps is all about kill and uh, law enforcement is about control got it yeah, it's, it's not so much about hurting and killing. It's about controlling the individual to right. get them in handcuffs. Right. In case anybody wondered. Yeah, yes. exactly right. Um, and then, uh, wh- wh- why'd you get out of the uh, highway patrol? By the way, I'm just curious. Well, at the time, the pay wasn't that great, and the administration at that time and myself really didn't see eye to eye on yeah criminal. Uh, uh, enforcement and things i see so i thought well it's just time for me to move on yeah that makes sense yeah well good training and good good background and and here you are now running uh, for sheriff in clinton county which is which is terrific um obviously you have the support of your family uh, yes to to do this Uh, and i'm curious when did you make that decision how far back did you say yeah i'm going to do this oh it's probably been about about a year ago or so yeah yeah, have you uh, had you talked to uh, have you talked to anybody else around in the sheriff's department to sort of uh, kind of say what 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 do you think it would take to do this or or did you talk to anybody to sort of set you up for you know what you might have to expect as you're running? Oh yes, for- I've, I've talked to some former sheriffs, uh-huh. uh, and and the reason being I wanted to get their take on it before I got the made the final decision. I wanted to talk with my wife, and I wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the former sheriffs with my wife so that we're both on the same page. Yeah, so there are tons of considerations, and we probably don't want to get into the, the whole strategy of your campaign. Yes. But there were 
I'm sure, many, many considerations as to how to run a campaign. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and it's the first time I've campaigned for anything, so it's it's a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was driving at, that it, it's not a thing that everybody can do. And then uh, you, it takes time, it takes money, it takes effort. And a lot of learning. And you you have to hope for the best, that uh, that you've given it your best shot, and then you got to wait for Election Day, which is, by the way, Jim, when is it? I think it's uh, August 4th. Is the, uh, is, is the yes, yeah. August 4th. Well, I was going to say, you got me I, on that one. I, well, I, I, and the reason I say that is uh, I'm running against the current sheriff, mm-hmm. and we're both running Republican, and no one's running Democratic. Oh, so, so yeah. That's so, kind of like yeah. Bob Nance was last right, week. Right. He's, so the primary ticket's it. Yeah, the primary yeah, is it. Whoever wins the primary. So, and to keep in mind, uh, because you guys fall into the mail-in voting thing, and we covered that last week, but in case you forgot. Sure, worth mentioning, Jim. The mail-in voting is not as simple as it looks, so it's not like you can just mail in your ballot and all is right with the world. In fact, in most cases, you have to get your ballot notarized. Um, so if you want to do the mail-in ballot, make sure you look up the real or the rules that that, uh, that applies to you because you don't want to miss your voting um, because you didn't understand it. Now, that said... You know, like Bob Nance, uh, we talked about last time. If you for there to to do a lot of this mail-in voting, not for everybody, but to do a lot of this mail-in voting, it's actually harder than just voting on the I, I think, election yes. day because you got to have it notarized right. and all that sort of thing, which is a lot of running around. So a couple extra steps. Yeah, just August fourth is your your election day. Go go do your voting, and um, that's. Yeah, yeah. Don't, That's all don't I expect. Say about yeah, that. I mean, I think you make a good point, Jim. And we talked a little bit about it last week. And that is, if you're going, if you can make the trip to a notary, <laughs> you could probably make the trip to the polls on unless, August fourth. I'm just going to notarize your own. Yeah, thing. if you got that, but there are, I guess. But there are deadlines too. You have right. to have, and I don't have it in front of me, but there's deadline dates for when you have to have it mailed in. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to miss your deadline date because you want your, you want your vote to be counted even if you do it by mail in. So. Right. You got all that to look forward to. Uh, And actually, you can find that information on our website on the news section. Go to the archive, and you'll find it there. And it has all the rules and regulations and how you can vote and make sure your vote is counted. You better believe it. All right, Pete. We're going to get down to this is uh, item number five on my uh, publicity sheet here. And this is real interesting. It says you enjoy spending time with your family. Well, who doesn't? Okay. But uh, you're also interested in music, martial arts, and painting. We've talked about the martial arts. We haven't talked about music or painting, and I don't think we're talking about house painting here, like painting walls. No, no. Well, what's up with that, artist? Come on. I've uh, been involved in airbrushing and uh, uh, digital painting for several years. I painted um, numerous motorcycles, and one of the motorcycles I painted actually won Best in Show down at World of Wheels. Outstanding. (laughs) Yes. Is there a website where we could see these? Actually, I, I do have a website. It's called uh, swampypeat.com. I love the sound of that. I, it, there's, you know, is that going to, how's that going to play in the campaign? I love that. Swampy feet. I like it. It was a nickname I was given when I was working undercover. I think. <laughs> Isn't there a the, name from Old Brother, Where Art Thou? I name of Pete. I think that's right. It's, that's kind of where I was going with it. Yep, yep. Outstanding. And then what about music? I've uh, started playing drums when I was in high school and was in several rock bands, and it's just been a hobby of mine. I've got a drum set set up in the basement. and So for all of you out there who think that, that you know, 
that Pete Ullman is just a stuffy old cop. Come on, man. I, I've got a few layers. Okay, oh, so yeah. here's some trivia for you. We'll, yes. we'll put you on the spot here. Um, there In this room, there is a bass player and a guitar player. Who's the bass player and who's the guitar player? All right. He thinks he has his answer. Let's go here. What do you have? I believe you're the bass player and you're the guitar player. You are Got that right. partially correct. Well, yep. There's actually, it's a trick question. There's two bass players. Brian Brian's a bass player. I was going to be too. my second guest. Yeah. yeah. See, we've got so, a, we could have a, a rock band right here today. So, what we actually could. I think we Just could don't play. ask me to sing. Uh, well, uh, that's we okay. could, Mike, could, Mike's I, a really good singer. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jim and I have got that together, though. We've, yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what, what bands do you like? My favorite's Kiss. Nice. Get out of town. But, nice. I, but I like Ted Nugent, Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not even like some of the new bands like Pop Evil. See, I'm not real big on the uh, new band. I mean, everybody. I mean, when I used to play with Sticks, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that, but that was a oh, long goodness. time ago. But uh, the, I can't think of a better way to end this show. I know we're coming up on the than end. Than talking got, about got, me when got, I was no, playing got, for Sticks. No, not that at all. No, <laughs> oh. I, I just, I'm loving uh First of all, I, I love Swampy Pete. I, <laughs> I mean, and I, I used to have, I had several motorcycles, and I always wanted to have one of those custom tank jobs, you know, and and just because you, you've you've seen some beautiful ones. What are, what's, what's the subject matter on? Oh, some wait of those a minute, motorcycle you tanks? you actually painted on the motorcycle? Yeah, I airbrushed. Oh, I was thinking he painted like a picture of a motorcycle. Yeah, no, no, no this I, is, I'm an idiot. Yeah, this is the big just deal. So you know, uh, not so much, uh, but, but yeah. Um, the majority, everybody wanted skulls and flames. Right? So, I, that's what I always saw, and it was like boring. Come on. What'd you have on yours? I didn't. Oh, I never. Was I, mine was mine was uh, pure pure stock. Uh, I had I've had Harley Davidsons and and imported. I, I remember bikes, yours you know. when you had it, and I, yeah, you it's never kind of a had, copper copper color. Yeah, yeah. But you never yeah, had a, anything. No, now, your helmet was a different story. I don't recall that. Oh, I do. The weird stuff you had painted on your helmet? You're thinking of somebody else. I painted one helmet. <laughs> yeah. I painted it to look like a pumpkin with a knife stuck in the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a jack-o'-lantern in the back part of it. So when people would follow him, they'd see the jack-o'-lantern. Now, that is the creativity oh, that I'm talking about. Absolutely. That, yeah, because, I mean, really, the... It was what was the thing? Ghost flames. Remember that? Oh yes. The, yeah, and and just the chameleon real, colors were real big for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So you could sort of see these things sort of change color in different yes. light situations. And uh, but yeah, uh, is is the skull thing going away or is that pretty much? I, I haven't painted a bike in several years. Oh, okay, okay. All but, right. Uh, I Do you still ride? Some, um, I haven't had a bike in a few years because I'm going to hurt myself on it. Oh well, there's that. Kind of why I'm not riding. Yeah, Mike doesn't have his. You nope. you sold yours too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I thought have, so. I haven't had one for. Uh, actually, I think I sold the last bike I had a couple of years ago. It was becoming a. We call them garage queens. <laughs> they just they just sit in the garage, and that's a, that's a waste of everybody's time and insurance money and so forth. So I agree, which is a shame. Uh, but it was fun, and I recommend it if you're you know always take the motorcycle safety test and do be safe, be smart. Be defensive. Make sure you're seen. All of those rules apply. Don't, they used to say, don't try and ride your bike faster than your guardian angel can fly. <laughs> and uh, I was very fortunate to never had a, an accident, or uh, although I, I, I dropped a bike one time and tried 
And I, I, I'll tell a story real quickly. A guy that was talking about motorcycles who pulled up to a gas station, was ready to put the gas in the tank of his motorcycle, and he forgot to put the kickstand down, and the bike went over. And these are the sort of things that, that happen. And, uh, and I can remember the first time I you know, sort of laid one down, dropped it, you know, but not while riding it. It's the most embarrassing thing uh, anyone who owns a motorcycle will ever go through. And they always said it's not it's not if, it's when. Exactly. You, yes, yes. Pete, thank you so much for being with thank us. You. It's, it's fun learning the you know, some of the fun side of the sheriff the Republican sheriff candidate for Clinton County. Now next week, what is this, Brian, that you next have week here? actually yeah. I think if memory serves, yeah. uh, Mike is on That's right. vacation. Uh, going down and to uh, so yep, down to Arkansas. Yep. While he's gone, I'll take over. And so be nervous next week. It uh, they're telling me that uh, I'll have Stacy Bratcher and Shauna seriously, and we're going to talk a little bit about we're going to you know what we're going to talk about. We're darn right we're open. We're going to talk about opening everything back up. You're darn right we're open and how it works. So join us next week for that. Yep. Sounds great. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. We do this every week on Wednesday, and it is live. And you're darn right we're open. It's Carney Live. Thanks so much for being with us. Jim, we'll see you next week. I'm going on vacation. Thanks for being with us.